Welcome to the Known Legacy Podcast, by Dads for Dads, coming at you from the Lone Star State Cigar Shop in Allen, Texas. For more info, go to www.knownlegacy.org or look for us on social media under Known Legacy. Now here's your host, Bill and Travis. Hello everyone, welcome to Known Legacy. I'm Travis. How you guys doing? I'm Bill. And uh, man, we have been on this journey, I guess, six months now. And if you haven't checked it out yet, we uh, please go to uh, www.knownlegacy.org and uh, check out all the information that we have there. We have some great resources available for you, maybe some books to read. Yep. And, Lots uh, of good stuff. You know, and Lots again, of good stuff. questions, comments, things you want us to talk about, questions you might have, uh, we send the info to uh, info at knownlegacy.org. We made it easy. We did. We tried to make it Where very easy. Where do I easy. send information to? <laughs> Uh, info. You can also check us out on uh, Instagram, uh, which is just Known Legacy. Right. It's where all the cool kids are All today. the cool kids are. and uh, All the old folks are on Facebook. And we are on the Facebook as are well. Are we on the MySpace? When we, uh, if, Do if we there, have a presence on the MySpace? If there was a MySpace, I would be on there right now. <laughs> I don't it's th- still there. Is it really? Yes. Okay, then we aren't on there. Oh. But uh, we're also like on Twitter. Failing. Known Legacy Men. Check us out. We don't do much on Twitter. We, because we do the, yeah, Twitter's toxic. It is, That man. whole thing is just, like, I haven't been on it for, like, a year and a half. It's just, like, it was toxic. It is. Toxic. Didn't, I think Britney Spears had a song called Toxic. <laughs> Do you know any of the lyrics? No, I just remember how she looked in the uh, video. That's all I remember. <laughs> it's like softcore. Yeah, it was that bad. And, that it's whole, bad news. Oops, I did it again. Let's not even go there right now. I played with your heart. <laughs> Anyways, sorry. You sound you sound like you're you sound like me right now with the whole allergy thing. I'll be honest with you, I do have uh, some allergy stuff. I woke up this morning, and uh, this weather is killing me. It's been raining for like two weeks straight in yeah. Allen, and is absolutely killing me. I, I, think yeah, I know you've had some throat stuff going yeah, on. What's going yeah, on? I've, uh, my throat feels like it's on fire, and uh, and <laughs> my wife uh, is an essential oils person. And so, oh, uh, she believes in unicorns and witchcraft. So yes, snake oil. <laughs> well, it's funny because for a long time I didn't, and then all of a sudden she tried it on the kids. I'm like, this is like pure witchcraft here. Right. And, uh, and I was like, you, you like hippie, you know, you hippie. Like, does uh, she listen to this? Because you'll know no. exactly when she listens. She to listens this podcast. enough to me. She doesn't need to listen <laughs> to me at all. That's when, yeah, that's when I block it out. It's like, is Bill swearing? <laughs> nope. Making sure his wife doesn't hear what he's saying. So if anyone knows Bill's wife and is uh, currently listening to this, what we ask you to do is send her a text to tell her to listen no, to this no, so no. Bill can sleep outside. And then the allergies really kick it. But no, so I say that because I think I smell like peppermint and I ran through a you field do. of lavender. Because <laughs> um, she's like, you need to apply every 30 minutes. And when you apply 30 minutes, then you have to put this on. And I'm like, really? How about I just take an allergy pill? <laughs> I don't have time for 30 minutes. What is this? I know. What, am I going to harness my chi while I'm at it or something? <laughs> like, what's going on? So, anyways, it really does work, and I give her a hard time. It's funny, my uh, my, my brother bought this shirt, and it's like, um, and it's it, it's got this bullet hole in his blood everywhere, and it says, it's okay, my wife has an oil for that. <laughs> it's the best. And I was like, I love it, I love it. So, oh. he sent me a picture, and I'm like, I need that shirt right uh, there. So, speaking of oils, hilarious. Um, so... Do you, do you do popcorn? I love popcorn. Okay, I love popcorn. Who doesn't love popcorn? 
communists. I was just going to say communists. <laughs> We've been doing this too long. I literally was going to say communists. Absolutely. Uh, communists, they don't like popcorn because uh, it's amber waves of grain. Let me the, tell you. Well, it's sweet. But anyways, you know what I'm saying? Though. Jim Gaffigan. <laughs> we love our Jim Gaffigan we around do. here. You know what would be? Uh, let, let me just for a second. A bucket list moment would be to do an interview about being a dad with Jim Gaffigan. Oh. Like if anyone out there in the world has a connection that could make that happen, I would love to have that oh, conversation that'd be with him. awesome. Yeah. I'd love to do that. Yeah. There, there you go. It's kind of like essential oils, a bunch of hopes and prayers, and it <laughs> doesn't really mean anything. It doesn't really mean anything. So. <laughs> like soap in the men's room. Right. <laughs> we are totally off topic, but we're so glad you guys are with us today. We're so glad to have you here. No. So, um, so popcorn. Okay, so our family is, is a popcorn family. We love popcorn. And my dad um, used to, whenever the grandkids would come over, make popcorn. But it was like in the stir fryer thing, and he'd use like coconut oils oh, or something like that. Oh, that's awesome. And so I was at camp a few years back, and um, I was talking about this popcorn. And one of the camp counselors came up to me, and he says, have you ever tried bacon grease in your popcorn? <laughs> and I'm like, uh, no, and I really feel bad that I haven't. He I goes, no, 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 save your bacon grease. I was like, already doing that. Yeah. Like, why would anyone let that go? That's like liquid gold. That is liquid you know? gold. And so save the bacon grease and then put in two tablespoons of bacon grease and then a little bit of other oil and then cook it on the stovetop. And so we get home and the kids are all excited. And we're like, we're going to do this, right? And we do it. And it is the best popcorn because the smoking me hanging, point I thought you were going to say nastiest. No, 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 no. The smoking point of bacon grease is just above the popping temperature of popcorn. And so what you're doing is you're almost hitting that so it has that little smokiness, Ooh. has that little bacon flavor, you know, and it's crispy. Oh, it's so like light and fluffy. So we love popcorn. The problem is to do that it takes a while. Like stovetop popcorn is by far the best kind of popcorn, like or movie popcorn. It's like phenomenally yeah. better than microwave popcorn. Like, oh yeah, yeah. Even the best microwave popcorn is like a D compared to still pales. Okay, stovetop popcorn. Yeah, right. But you and I, we have busy lives. Our kids get home from school, and I, I ain't nobody got time. Oh. Ain't nobody got time to put stovetop popcorn on it. Not at all. So what do we do? We throw it in the microwave, and then you do that for like two or three weeks, and the next thing you know, you're used to it, and you're like, oh, this is what good popcorn tastes like. And then you actually have the real stuff because it's movie night on a Friday night, yeah, and you're yeah, watching yeah. Black Panther because it's on Netflix right now. <sighs> Such a good movie. And, and the movie stops... The angels sing, unicorns appear, essential oils are in the air, and you're like, <laughs> lavender fields everywhere. <laughs> you're running through the fields eating popcorn, and it's just, it is, like, it was just a reminder to me. Yeah. We are in a culture that is in love with instant gratification. Oh, yeah. Throw it in the microwave, cook it, and we have compromised excellence for convenience and for um, speed. Yeah, and and we forget that there's something beautiful in this delayed satisfaction. That's it's funny, ironic that this morning my microwave actually broke, and I was like, "What am I gonna do? <laughs> oh no!" I was like, "I don't have, uh, I don't know how to use my the stove top. How do you reheat and food like, without a microwave? Say, we can't. We're only eating cereal from this point on." Kids, the apocalypse has come. come. Dystopia is all around. It was just so funny that I was like, "Oh wait, I can't do that quick anymore. I've got to wait." And I literally looked looked at the mic at the other directions for breakfast and stuff like that. <laughs> and I'm like, eighteen to twenty minutes in the like, what is this? Is it Pioneer Times? 
Do I have to harvest it first? What's going, What's on? going on? I felt so like, but it was the immediate of like, this is really not a big deal. Right. But I, it, even there showed how quick I was for instant gratification. Like I, uh, uh, like I was actually kind of panicked for a minute of what do I do? And so you bring up a good point about things taking time. Yeah. And I, and I think, um, so if you haven't, caught on yet. Um, we're doing this uh, Proverbs challenge this month. I don't care what month you're in. We're doing this Proverbs challenge. And um, part of this challenge is uh, the day of the month, read the proverb. Yeah. And, uh, you know, you do that month after month after month. You sit at the feet of the Father, the Heavenly Father, speaking wisdom into your mm-hmm. life. You can't help but speak wisdom into other people's lives, right? Yeah. Yeah. And so one of the big threads that I've picked up from this um, is this idea that <laughs> the continual call to um, investment, like invest. Yeah. Don't look for the instant gratification. Invest. Like there's a lot of scriptures in there that compare and contrast between a loving wife or a, a, a marriage and the folly of a, a loud woman who's trying to entice um, someone to the you know to the whatever yeah, you know yeah, to the yeah. bedroom actually yeah, yeah. you know and it, it and I just as I was reading that I'm like going this is a conversation about instant gratification. I want my rocks off now versus delayed satisfaction, the, the, the love and the peace of being in a long-term caring relationship with someone for and just the difference that that has. Yeah. 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 Um, you know, I even, even thinking about, about this whole delayed gratification thing, you, you look at, you know, I was reading through all week and even as I'm sitting there staring, you know, you, you, you talk about the woman of folly and it's so funny how, how it counteracts everything from, uh, up to almost chapter nine, all about the woman of folly and being careful with not being, being caught up with her. And so it's so funny, the correlation between, between men, wisdom and women and being truthful to, to taking wisdom and applying it to this most core, core brokenness in men, which is this woman of folly. <laughs> right. And, uh, and so, so anyways, I'm going through that. I saw that. I just thought that was funny, but I kept looking at, uh, Proverbs 10 and, uh, and, and seeing that in Proverbs 10, sorry guys. So it's going to be real with you. <laughs> like there's this weird, like squeak sound in the, in the, in the cigar shop this morning. There's a fan bearing going out someplace and every once in a while it just goes. <laughs> and I don't know if you guys can hear it, but we can hear it. And yeah. so it's absolutely distracting us. So, and so we're like, <laughs> and, and if there's one gift that we have, let's be honest, it's the ability for long time, long term focus. We don't take many rabbit trails. We, yeah. we are we are not children of ADD. <laughs> oh, not at all, <laughs> not at all. <laughs> Which is why I'm thinking about <laughs> Proverbs 10 now and jumping in. I wonder if it's the air conditioning. I don't even know. But anyways, it says I love it. It says treasures gained by wickedness do not profit, but righteousness delivers from death. The Lord does not let the righteous go hungry, but He thwarts the craving of the wicked. A slack hand causes poverty. But the hand of the diligent makes rich. He who gathers in summer is prudent, but he who sleeps in a harvest is a son who brings shame. Yeah. This hard work idea, hard work and waiting and patience and moving forward, I think is a difficult thing to grasp because of the instant gratification of our society. Right. And it's, and I know we've talked about this before, but I think it's so prevalent that every single time that we have a, a, uh, um, you know, uh, a situation that comes up, we want it to get fixed. Very, very quick. I swear to God, there's a bird dying right now in a fan belt somewhere. That's so weird. Oh, he's got it. 
Let's give it up for Joe. I don't know if you guys can see Joe walking through the background back there. Um, he is the man that's going to fix it for us. Are you fixing it right now? He's pouring water on a piece of electricity, and so uh, I'm sure it'll fix itself. Is that it? All right, so. Joe, you're the man. Thank you so much, Thank Joe. You. You've really fixed our problem today. Let's give it up today. for Joe. Let's give it up for Joe. Joe the plumber. Joe the plumber. So Fixing our problems. Absolutely. Always. Okay, so we continue on again. <laughs> Undistracted. Oh, man. By far the best podcast we've ever done. <laughs> what is up? It's so funny how, okay, this is great for today. Distractions in the midst of it. And I want it to be instantly fixed. Right. <laughs> and, I, and I certainly hope that it will because that is super loud. But so, you shut it off? What a man. Good guy. Okay, so anyways. Woo, now that we're in this, so distractions come in your life. <laughs> and, and we want them gone immediately. And so, so anyways, I'm thinking about work and, and, and thinking about working hard because we're both pastors. And we know we've had that, like, crying baby in the service, too, that oh, you're yes. like, and, uh, <clears throat> and you have to try and figure out because you're right at this point, like, and then God says to you, and the mom's just sitting there. Patting the baby and she's losing it, and you're like, "Do you yeah. hear? Yeah. What? Sorry, that's my little pet peeve. Do you hear? Now I'm glad that they're in the service, anyways. But see, I, I, I've, I've, with four kids, I've been able to block that out. Yeah, ninety yeah. percent of the time, I don't hear a thing on that. Um, and uh, but the the one that gets me, and I feel for the parents because you know there's nothing they can do. There's nothing yeah. they can do. Yeah. It is what it is, and they're in a situation. They're trying. You know, and they're trying, and they're engaged or whatever, but it's the one that's on the airplane, and I just, my heart breaks for them because- Oh, that's the worst. You know, they're like, there's 130 people on here that are hearing my kids cry, and I've tried everything. Yeah. I've tried everything. I've tried the food. I've tried the pacifier. I've changed the diaper. I've tried the, you know, two shots of NyQuil, and nothing's worked. Two shots of NyQuil. <laughs> yeah. I tried no, it on me, it works. And by the way, I'm, I'm not advocating- Two shots of NyQuil, and nor am I admitting that that's ever happened in my own family or own offline you've, you've experience. Heard story. You've heard stories. I've heard stories. stories. There's there's urban legends out there. There's urban legends. But anyways, yeah. So, so we're, we're kind of we're back to. So I'm I know we're off our game, but it's okay because I was looking at this and seeing the value of what he's talking about in ten, and you're talking about taking time, and in the midst of this working hard, there's this feeling even in myself that's like I've worked hard for two weeks. Why haven't something shown up? Why haven't I seen the result of this? And and knowing that, man, good things take time. Right. Good things take time. I mean, even even you remember when like, yeah, yeah okay. So when I was a kid, I loved me some mac and cheese, <laughs> but getting it to boil, like you know, like kind of like a watched pot never boils. Right. And I was like, can you just boil? <laughs> Meet some mac and cheese. And I was like, and, and you're like, none of it's real cheese. Right. It's powder and there's some oh, milk in there. Yeah. But man, you would like, I'd, I'd literally wait for this. And then when you got it, you're like, it's so worth it. Did you know there was a bonus that hit my dad's paycheck when we had hot dogs in the mac and cheese? Ooh. It was like, this is paradise. This is paradise. But then when I went to college, see, we had ramen noodles. We didn't have instant mac or whatever it's called. Yeah. Who are you people? Instamac people. Don't you enjoy the, the long suffering of ramen noodles? <laughs> long suffering? What Which is still stupid instant, you know? But I think, again, it goes to this whole idea that our, 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 um, it, it, the, 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 the timeline is always changing. Like we were talking about this last night in our Bible study. We're going through the story of David and Solomon and, and Samuel and, and all that stuff and, and Saul. And, you know, we're doing these page flips 
and we're forgetting that that page flip represents 10 plus years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and we're reading this quick story and we're forgetting like, no, this is taking a decade. Like the time that Paul was promised to be king and Saul was told you're no longer king to the actual transition was like 14 to 18 years. Mm, You know, it didn't happen immediate. But we in our instant culture want it to happen immediately. I was reading an article um, in the New York Times. Don't hold it against me. And I do read. And it was talking about uh, just it was um, the instant hookup culture that our kids and 20 somethings. And there's a, a website out there where these women are starting to share their hookup stories and just the hurt that they're experiencing and the, the pain that they're experiencing. And, and, and what's so intriguing is they're, they're putting it on. Um, I got to tread lightly here. They're, th- th- they're trying to blame something that's not to blame. Does that make sense? Yeah. And so they're trying to, guys are jerks, guys are tools, guys. And absolutely. A guy who, a guy who will go into a two and a half hour relationship and then hook up with you. Yeah. Absolute tool. But at some point you got to realize when you treat sex as an instant gratification culture that way, don't be surprised when there is not a fulfillment of the deeper purpose of sex in that moment. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because sex is ultimately a gift from God for us to build a deep like relationship, like these two, not just physical fleshes, but spiritual fleshes, emotional fleshes, mental fleshes becoming one. And it's a gift to God that says marriage is hard. So I'm going to give this to you so that you guys would be bound together in a unique way that no one else was, no one else is. And then we try to take it out of that and assuming that, well, I can decide what sex is going to do for me or be for me in this instant gratification. I've known this guy two hours. I would never lend him $50 in two hours of knowing him, but I'm going to sleep with him. And then when he doesn't call, when he doesn't respond, when he doesn't care for me the way that I want, it's like you, you can't, you can't like instant gratification is not the answer. It yeah. is not the answer. Yeah. Um, and God promises, he says, man, be faithful. Yeah. Be faithful and understand that in long suffering, there is blessings. Um, and and yeah. I think that's that's one of the things that we're trying to wrestle with and, and unpack a little bit today. Yeah, I think I might have mentioned it last week or the week before, but I heard this story about bamboo. <clears throat> and if you if you haven't heard it, bear with me and keep listening, because I think it applies very well here. Um, I believe it's four years, four or five years of just waiting and watering and cultivating. So this soil. So you imagine looking at your neighbor who's like, like, hey, Charlie, what are you making over there? Making a bamboo garden. Right. And you're like, awesome, man. I'm be intrigued to see what a bamboo garden looks like. Year and a half later, he's out there watering, and you're like, what are you doing? Making a bamboo garden. And it's just, and so four years of this lunatic watering the ground that nothing's coming out of, because according to what you read, bamboo shoots kind of, they start after the fifth year, and in that fifth year, they actually skyrocket 90 feet in the air. Right. In like five months. And so you see this that all this time was their growth. Yeah, there had to be. There had to be root structures, strong root structures. And so but we disregard that. You know, even even as I was reading this in verse seven of, of chapter ten, it says, The memory of the righteous is a blessing, but the name of the wicked will rot. And it said, Temporal versus eternal reward. Right. And so right. so many times those of those of us, those of you out there who are pouring into the eternal, which is 
your relationship with your spouse, your relationship with your kids, the things that you're going to leave behind, not just the financial, but the spiritual, the emotional, even the physical. The wisdom. The wisdom. That is all eternal, and we're expecting a temporal reward, an immediate gratification. Generally, that doesn't happen. Correct. We generally, you know, when, 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 you're, when you're sowing eternally, you're going to reap eternally. Right. When you're sowing temporally, temporally you're going to reap <laughs> temporally. That's a lot of words. And so it's us backing up and going, okay, come, come down. Like, why, God, why haven't you shown up? Right. God's like, I am showing up. This is an eternal reward. This is something you, you may never physically see here on this side of, of, of heaven and earth. Until you get over and you're like, that's why. Right. That's why. And so I think maybe the question that we're wrestling with today is, um, if you're doing the Proverbs challenge, um, what are some of those things that are sticking out to you that are, are just a reminder of saying, you know what? I have fallen into the, the trap of the world. Mm-hmm. I've fallen into listening to the, the, you know, the enticement of the world and saying instant gratification is, is today. Financially. You can, I remember my mom and dad, their first credit card, it took them months to apply for their first credit card. You know, yeah. like the idea of having a loan was a large commitment. Yeah. And today they're pushed to you, you know, like, like they're yeah. actively showing up. Yeah, saying, they send you blank checks to fill a, out and go, here's, right. here's free money. Right. Free. And, and you're like, I want the new Apple watch. I want the new Apple phone. I want all the new I stuff. I deserve. Right. Right. I deserve. Cause I had a hard week and I want that right now. And, um, and, and, and it can be finances. It can be shopping, you know? I mean, you have a hard week at shopping, and so what are you going to do? You're going to go an instant gratification rather than dealing with the, the hurts. You're going to go try and cover that up with a, a quick feel-good yeah. by buying and purchasing something, whether it's a good deal or it's a new pair of shoes or whatever. Maybe it's coming home from work and saying, man, I had a hard day at work. I deserve two or three drinks. Yeah. Now, is two or three drinks a bad thing? No, not necessarily. But if you're using it as a distraction or as an instant gratification rather than this delayed satisfaction from the Lord, it can become a problem. Um, and so I, I think it's just, you know, where in your life are you settling for the instant gratification rather than taking a long view of delayed satisfaction? And, I, and our kids see that. And so there's not even words that have to be spoken. They know. I know my kids know when I'm choosing instant gratification, when I want something, when, when I'm working out and there's cookies and all of a sudden there's no more cookies and they're like, where are they? I'm like, I don't know. You know, and they're like, weren't you working out? Weren't you being healthy? Weren't you? And it's like, and there is, there are no words have to be spoken, but they right there said, well, dad obviously doesn't care about his health as much as he says he does. Well, dad's human like the rest of us. And I know. And I, but I'm saying like, I mean, even the simplest of yeah. that. So I'm not, I'm not casting a blame on there. I'm going even in something as ridiculous as that, do they see? So, right. so on the other side of that, when we choose to, to pursue and to realize that, man, this is an eternal reward, they, they also see that. Yeah. So yeah. as much as we're like, no, they're not seeing what's happening. No, they, they, they see what's going on. Right. So that was just a silly example of like, of man, they see that as much as something as simple as that as they can see the impact that we can leave. So um, to, to wrap up our time together, uh, what I love to do is uh, pull from you one or two proverbs that from these last few days that really stuck out to you. I'll, I'll share one, you share yeah, one, yeah, I'll yeah. share one, you share one. Good. And kind of some thoughts on that. Um, so the one that I'd like to share right now is uh, from uh, Proverbs 12. Today is the 12th when we're recording, so this one makes sense. And I, I love how just stupid simple this one is. And it simply says this, whoever loves discipline loves knowledge. All right. Now listen to this next one. You stole mine. It's <laughs> awesome. But whoever hates correction 
is stupid. Yes. <laughs> like, like scripture just doesn't pull any punches. It, it, yeah, it's a dumbass. <laughs> you know, it, it's just, you're stupid. Yeah. And, and, and I just think about my kids and I think about myself. And man, those times that I'm emotionally, um, like I can go from a zero to a 10 normally is when I'm being corrected or disciplined. Yeah. And it's something like God convicted me. It's like, dude, if, if you're being disciplined, it's probably because someone cares for you and loves you enough to see that you could do better. Yeah. You know, and that's what a coach does with the kids on the baseball field or the football field. And that's what we need to continue to pursue in our lives. So I guess for me, um, one of the big, big aha moments when reading that was, who do I have in my life that I've invited to correct me? Yeah. Because I desire knowledge and I desire to do the best that I possibly can do. And as a pastor, you have a lot of people that say, thank you, pastor. You have a lot of people that say job well done. But who do I have in my life that knows me well enough that can sit down and say, you could do it better. You could do it better. How about you? Uh, well, it's it's uh, interesting in Proverbs 12 along the same line, but verse 17, whoever speaks the truth gives honest evidence, but a false witness utters deceit. Oof. Verse 18, there is one whose rash words are like sword thrusts, but the tongue of the wise bring healing. Truthful lips endure forever, but a lying tongue is but for a moment. And I wrote down next to it, speak life. And then I broke down what life means. Life doesn't mean, you know, it said life doesn't always equal nice. But those words that cut deep come from those who you don't have a relationship with. Right. So for you to have someone to speak into your life, for you to have someone to go, hey, you look like crap. Or, hey, why are you thinking that way? Or someone that can, can bring you back. Again, we talk about that little one, one degree off. Of, of 90, of a 90 degree circle, but if we're off one degree, that person that you know that, that you can trust is not thru- thrusting a sword, but they're trying to bring healing to you and they're trying to speak life by going, man, what you're doing is dumb right now. Right. But, but you've, you've given them authority. You need to have someone in your life that you can give authority to. And you know what's funny? When, when I ask someone to speak life into me, that drops their wall for me to be able to speak life into them too. Almost always. Almost every time. And if it doesn't, that's a little indicator to you, you know, that uh, maybe maybe we need to take some of their advice at arm's length. Because there are some foolish people who are like, I don't, I, I don't, I don't want your wisdom. Right. But if, if you if you've got people who are, if you have someone in your life, think about someone in your life who who's pursuing Jesus or at least wants to pursue Jesus, and you ask them, Hey, man, I want to. I need you to speak into my life. That's generally an indication of what's going to happen next is usually they get excited to go, yeah. Right. Because they need the same thing from you. Right. This is not a new concept. This isn't like, oh, I never thought of that. Like these guys are waiting for someone to come in and go, stop being an idiot. Right. Because that's the time when someone goes, no, don't even think about your neighbor's wife like that. And when I mean neighbors, I mean legitimate neighbor's wife. Don't think about them like that. Hold hold that down. Man, you, you know, and even in the idea of us working hard. I know that when I hear that you're you're doing and building things, it challenges me to go, man, what, am, what do I need to do in my life? Right. And it's not a competition. It's going, hmm, makes me examine myself. Right. Right. And I think in our culture, it's going to be easy to talk yourself out of this because we have a culture that's inserting our opinions and inserting our wisdom through Facebook, through Twitter, through all of those things that we talked about earlier. And so we're, we're fearful of it. That's why the key is invitation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got to invite some wise people that you trust. Maybe you find someone 20 years ahead of you and invite them to speak into your life and give you wisdom. That's a great place to start. So another one for me was this. Um, and it's this whole idea of like live within your means. 
Again, mm. instant gratification. Yep, yep. I can get a loan and I can pay it off at 0% interest for 18 months. Woohoo! Or I can save for six months and just buy it outright. Yeah. And then it's done. And so it says this in, uh, again, Dave Proverbs Ramsey 12. Would love you. I know, Dave. I would say I'd love to interview him on, on this podcast, but I feel like. Um, I'd get a beat down. I would just, yeah, because he'd start asking me like honest questions about my finances. Uh, and like, well, how much do you have set aside for your retirement? Zero. Well, how much do you have set aside for your next new car? Zero. I'm a pastor. I'm a church planner. I'm not even just a pastor. I'm a church planner. <laughs> we ain't got no cash. Anyways, better to be a nobody and yet have a servant than pretend to be somebody and have no food. Yes. And I think, you know, um, th- this one spoke to me about the, the pressures that are on my kids' lives. Because we know, as adults we know, and we fall still fall into the trap, that Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram is nothing but a highlight reel. And we can think to ourselves, they have it all together, or their family is so much you know, like, and yeah. we can we can set up these scenarios of success upon our friends, which may not be true. And so then we evaluate our own life to their highlight reel, and we can think to ourselves, um, "Wow, you know, um, yeah, yeah." We can think to ourselves like, "Well, I'm no good," and so I'm going to go out and I'm going to take the easy route. I'm going to take the shortcut, and I'm going to, and we just we can pretend to be someone we're not, and at the end of the day, not have any food, or we can live well within our means. And have a servant, and nobody knows. Yeah, you know. No, I, I love, I love the, I love the analogy that because I, I do feel like we, we press into this whole false world of someone's ten seconds when everybody was smiling, and we define their whole life by that. And I, and I just would press in against that and say that is the biggest evil that we can fight against right now is is the presumpt- presumptuous idea that that we are less than because their lighting was perfect. And everything was good that day, right? And and so I think I think it's us kind of going, man. Even even I'm seeing more people back away from social media because of that, because they're like it's just a it's just a complete poison, and we forget about again the eternal versus the temporal, which then leads us to something we were talking about before, is guys, we need you to be praying, men, because even now, you were talking about a good wife. There, there yeah, verse, verse four, dude. Verse Let four. me read it to you. Yeah, read it again. Um, so uh, a wife of noble character. As this is chapter 12 of Proverbs, verse 4. A wife of noble character is her husband's crown. But a disgraceful wife is like decay in his bones. And every once in a while in this book, you'll, you'll pick up these husband-wife things. And, um, and it's just this reminder, I think, for you and I. Yeah. You know, instant gratification is the idea of, like, I don't think about my children's spouses until the day of the wedding. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Delayed satisfaction is today I start praying for my children's spouses. Like yeah. the husband my daughters will marry, the, the wives that my sons will marry, and just that they would be the character of noble, like they would be the, the, the noble character for their husband or wife, but they would also find someone that has that noble character for them. Yeah. And, and I think, again, man, it's a spiritual battle we're in. It's not just flesh and blood. And so us as parents investing 10 years into praying for our future spouses, yeah. um, you know, our, our son and daughter-in-laws, could make a huge impact. So taking the time, so I guess that's the challenge of today, is to finding someone for yourself that can speak life into you or right. begin to continue to, to, to strive to do better because I believe it ties in. Finding someone, the, an iron 
another piece of iron to sharpen yourself to go, how can we continue to focus on the, all the eternal things to do the best we can? But then also praying for your daughters to, to take on the characteristics of a Proverbs 31 woman. Yes. See, here's the thing. This, this month in September, there's only 30 days. That's nothing new. So I didn't like that. It wasn't like, it's like telling you the Titanic sank. And so, um, but, Wait, but it, it sank. It did. Dang it. And I didn't Ro- watch the end of the movie. And Rose didn't let Jack on that, <laughs> that, that door. Jerk. And, uh, but, but there is a Proverbs 31 chapter that talks about the honorable woman. Right. And this might be a great opportunity for you guys to sit down and go, you know what? I'm going to just grab a couple of these verses and I'm going to start praying over them and my yeah. kid, over my kid's spouse. So either whether it's you have a daughter who to say, God, I pray that I would raise her to be honorable like this. Or if you have a son to go, I pray that he would find the woman as honorable as this. Right. And that you're praying over them specific elements that you're like, I don't know what, what, what to pray. It's like open up Proverbs 31 and you just read it, read, read it through. And you'll see even in verse, in verse 10, she's far more precious than jewels. The heart of her husband trusts in her. She will have no lack of gain. She does him good and not harm all the days of her life. You know, she rises while it's yet night and provides food for her house. I'm not talking about she has to get up at four in the morning. No. I'm talking about an honorable woman who works hard. She considers a field and buys it with the fruit of her hands, plants a vineyard. She dresses herself with strength and makes her arms strong. She perceives that her merchandise is profitable. Her lamp does not go out at night. So she's a hard worker. Yeah. She, she invests in she's her family. She's entrepreneurial. She wants to serve and continue to increase yeah. what it, yeah. it was the bountiful within her family. And she's not a doormat. You know, she's yeah. not someone who, you know, as the 1950s, make me a sandwich, woman. You know, that's yeah. not what God's talking about. God yeah. is talking about the strength that he created in the heart of a woman. That if you've ever come across a woman like that, you just stand in awe going, She's she's freaking awesome. Yeah, you know, and and that's and that's what he and the spirit is actively doing in our daughters. Yeah, is to raise them up in their unique gifting and their unique calling to be a woman of strength for her husband and her kids, just like the husband is called to be a man of strength for her his wife and his kids. And so, as you pray through this, you can actually cast this truth on your child. Right. You can cast this on your daughter, and you can cast it on your son. This is the kind of woman you're looking for. Not, not shut up and take this one, but, right. man, this is who you're looking for. And as we honor our wives, we honor our spouses, men, and as women, as we, as we honor our, our spouses, that, that we become an example, a living example of our kids to go, I want someone like my daddy, or I want someone, yes. I want my wife to be like my mom. Well, easy, but like, you know, not like Goldberg's mom, you know right. what I'm saying? Right, right, right. But like, but I want someone who, who is honorable. And my, my parents gave me a great example of what it's like to have an honorable spouse. Right. So I think that's the prayer for today. Right, absolutely agree with that. Um, and uh, invest in it today, man. Don't don't be afraid to, to um, you know, don't fall into that trap of instant gratification. Invest, no, invest, no. invest. And see what God might be able to do with that. We believe in you guys. God believes in you guys. Absolutely. Take care. God bless. We'll talk to you later. Have a week. Thanks for listening to By Dads for Dads on the Known Legacy podcast. Look for us on social media under Known Legacy or go to www.knownlegacy.org to stay connected. For booking or questions, email us at info at knownlegacy.org.